Welcome to episode 16 of Sport Organ Voices. This podcast gives you an insider's look at upcoming events and shares the unique stories that prove there's no better place in the world for sports than here in Oregon. This week is all about pickleball in the Portland metro area and the future of America's fastest growing sport. Today, we're joined by Pickleball Hall of Famer Steve Peranto, the People's Court's co-founder Dave Sachs, and Rex founder Kevin Richards. If you want sport at the highest level, we've got you. Welcome to episode 16 of Sport Oregon Voices. Welcome to episode 16 of Sport Oregon Voices. We're here at the People's Courts in Northeast Portland to talk all about pickleball in the Portland metro area and the future of the sport this fall and beyond. I'm Steve Peranto, proud member of the Pickleball Hall of Fame, and we're joined today by the People's Courts co-founder, David Sachs, and Rex founder, Kevin Richards. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us, and uh, David, tell us how the opening has been going here with your new People's Courts. Well, it's been going great. We opened uh, on August 25th. We had a grand opening weekend, and uh, so just this last weekend was our first sort of full weekend where we had full hours and uh, and people seem to really enjoy it. Yeah, I know you're a player. I'm a tennis player really, but I've played pickleball all my life sort of uh, throughout my childhood and beyond. But in the last few years, like everybody else, I've been playing a little bit more. So I'm, I'm enjoying pickleball quite a bit. Is that what attracted you to think of opening this as you had played a little bit and knew how fun it was? Yeah, I mean, I'd always played and always loved it, but it was just, there weren't very many courts out there, so it wasn't something that I thought about, frankly, playing more than just every once in a while. And then actually my family uh, owns a farm down in Oregon City and, and built a court down there about 10 years ago. And so our family's been playing down there whenever we go for the weekend. And so I've sort of gradually been playing more and more and really, really enjoying it. And we knew that this building had a lot of potential. It's a former bowling alley, and we just knew from a space perspective uh, and, of course, the demand that that we could build something special here. Great. And we also have, have Kevin Richards here. And Kevin, you also opened up a pickleball club not too long ago, a little over a year ago. Rex, yeah. just up the road, just south on 205. Tell us about Rex. Yeah, Rex, we opened a, about a year and a half ago. And uh, we're in a 22,000 square foot facility with nine cushion indoor courts. Rex stands for Recreate, Exercise, Compete, Socialize. So when I originally came up with the concept about eight years ago, um, I got reintroduced to pickleball um, around that time. And some friends and I had been playing soccer tennis and we loved it. And I joked about making a business out of it. And all my friends encouraged me to do so, but I knew that you know, I couldn't really make a sport out of soccer tennis. Uh, but when I got reintroduced to pickleball, I was like, oh my gosh, everything that people love about this is the same thing that we love about soccer tennis. It's very social. It's extremely fun. It's very addictive. And uh, you just want to hang out afterwards and maybe have a, a beverage with your friends and chat about the highlights and the lowlights. And so that's when I came up with the idea of building a business around a social sporting experience and uh, started working on that concept. And uh, yeah, now we're open, like I said, about a year and a half. So very exciting. You were really ahead of the curve. I used to get phone calls from you seven, eight years ago about possibly opening up a building and what kind of space we needed, how much space around the court. Yeah. Um, you opened up during during the pandemic, I believe, right? Kind of right, yeah, as it and, was winding down. I mean, I, and I know your plans were, hey, we'll have some cornhole, we'll have, but we have just been 
packed with pickleball players because of the boom, haven't we? Yes, uh, there, pickleball does not appear in our business name, but it is 99% of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Just the, I feel like we're living in a parallel universe where, uh, you know, stories about pickleball in the news all the time. And uh, people like to watch it and they love to play it. And uh, we see that all the time. And, and Dave, I'm sure is and will be seeing that, that people just want to be on the courts playing. Like it's uh, extremely addictive and extremely healthy. And uh, it has this analog connectivity that I think not a lot of sports do. And it's um, coming out of a pandemic. It's absolutely the perfect activity, getting people back together again. Yeah. Now, Dave, you're, you're coming from tennis. And I know this for a fact because when I played with you that one day, we came in with two of our pros who came in with Judy and Joy, and I was told we get to see the people's court, and I was all excited about oh, new, another new facility I get to look at, and I'm, I like cornhole, I like table tennis, I like bocce. So I go, oh, this is my heaven uh, to have all these things. And I thought, but oh, we have to play with the owner of the Sorry. club, and it pro he probably won't be, you know, we'll just be nice to him. And he, you were good. And, and um, after that day, I thought, this guy is really good. And I asked you if you had played tennis. And you said, oh, a little bit. Well, that night, I'm, on my, I'm looking, doing some research. And you were the state high school tennis champion for Lincoln High School. And that's not playing just a little bit. That's very. <laughs> I may have said I play a little bit now. Yeah, okay. I played a lot yeah, growing you were, up. You were very humble. There's no question um, about And it. then you played tennis for Wisconsin? Yeah. Yeah. So that's big time tennis. Pickleball is attracting tennis players like no other sport. Yeah. I mean, really anybody who's played a sport and held a racket or a paddle in their hand, whether it's ping pong or badminton or racquetball or tennis is gonna pick up pickleball. In my experience, will pick up pickleball pretty easily. Um, and, and it's frankly, in a lot of ways, just a more approachable sport than just about any others. Both to people who wanna change and try something new or to someone who's never picked up a sport in their lives, it just, comes pretty easily to most people. Uh, and what's amazing uh, is the number of people who are playing for the first time or just starting to play. I'd say since we opened, half the people who are coming to our facility are renting paddles. They don't even own their own paddles yet because everybody wants to start to play and, uh, and they love it. It's just a really approachable game. And so for me, it was, it's a fairly smooth transition to start to play pickleball more seriously. And, uh, I mean, it's just a lot of fun. I'd like to see you in the tournament scene, you know, so. I might play it. One yeah, of these days yeah, I'll try yeah. to you're not, you're not 50 yet. <laughs> no, so, 45. So 50 is when we become a senior competitor, so we'll get you ready to be on that senior I'd, pro tour. So. I'd rather play a 55-year-old than a 25-year-old. Yes, uh, sure. yeah, yeah. For those people who think that pickleball isn't athletic, we've found out in the last few years, because yeah. our, our, the average age of uh, players have gone down from average being 58 to now 38. Wow. Um, I think Kevin knows more about that. He's looked at all the statistics on what have you seen with the trend of ages. I mean, it's fascinating because, you know, when else has a movement gone viral that started with seniors? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not very common. And uh, I like to hear you tell the story and maybe we can get to study you about, you know, your theory about what happened in Arizona yeah. and Florida. But all those folks down there that started playing the game, they took it back north because there's a lot of snowbirds. So now suddenly in the Great Lakes and in Canada, there's all these people that fell in love with pickleball in these retirement communities and took it back north. A lot of people think that 
it was older people that started playing in Arizona, but you're... Well, my, my, my theory on this, because I am now 67, I have to say, wow, how'd that happen? But I'm 67. I started playing when I was 18. So I'm, next year is my going on my 50th year playing pickleball. Uh, Tacoma, Seattle area, it was invented in Bainbridge Island, not too far. Uh, so we had a lot of young people playing tournaments because it was a tournament thing. So the people who were winning tournaments were younger people. As we got older and retired, moved to Arizona, there's no pickleball, so we're turning uh, tennis courts into pickleball courts, lining them, tape, you know, temporary nets, and it became a big boom. That was kind of our first boom in pickleball was the kids who had learned in the 70s and 80s bringing it to these retirement age uh, communities, falling in love with it, and then they're snowbirds, so they come back to the Northwest uh, during the warm weather and no places to play. Yeah. yeah. They started playing with their grandkids. Yeah. And like Dave was saying, the low barrier to entry, it's just everybody can do it, but it's hard to perfect. So there's always someone better, so you can keep improving at it. And uh, so now you see on TV, you see these young people making money doing it and seniors as well. It's kind of wild, but, you know, I think it's incredibly popular because it, you're close to your partner, you're close to your opponent. There's more doubles than singles, a lot more. And so it just makes it inherently social. And uh, that is so different than I think like tennis or golf where the actual sport, you're kind of more in your head. Um, where, whereas with pickleball, it, you just can't help but be very social when playing. And that's what makes it such a sticky experience. Yeah, the, the game is, is changing all the time. Uh, people who, like myself, who've even played for this number of years, we're still working on new shots, new strategies. The game is just developing all the time. You've probably noticed that even uh, through, your, through your play in the last few years, you're, you're probably working on different shots that you didn't think existed maybe even, or you're uh, adapting some of your tennis shots that you didn't think you could adapt. Yeah, I mean, I, I play too much like a tennis player, so I'm having to try and learn to play more like a pickleball player um, because against Good pickleball players playing like a tennis player doesn't quite work. So I'm I'm trying to learn to be more patient, uh, I would say. But what's really fun about pickleball is that the levels all converge. You know, I can't play tennis with my kids and be able to really play hard and have fun um, because of the power difference and the speed difference. But with pickleball, you know, age and gender and even skill level to some degree all converge and you really can play with, um, with, a, lot, with a lot of people uh, and enjoy the experience. And that's, I think, another thing that people really enjoy about pickleball. We, we have a, a well-known family. Two of them are in the Pickleball Hall of Fame uh, that four generations are playing yeah. at the same time, at, on the same court, um, yeah. enjoying the game. And I don't, you know, we could do that in a few other sports, but... Uh, I, I, I can't think of a, a, a sport that's better for that yeah. than, pick, than pickleball. I agree. We have Norm, who plays at our club, who just turned 90s in the Pickleball Hall of Fame, and he helped get pickleball going in Surprise Arizona community. Right. And uh, Yeah, then we have kids camps. So we have, mm -hmm. we have little dinkers. We had six- and seven-year-olds playing this summer. And, uh, yeah, it is this great equalizer where you teach a class called Beat the Bangers, and it's about helping. Dave should come take people yeah, like yeah, me. Yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah. like me. Actually, yeah. you're the banger that they're trying. See, oh. tennis players when they come into pickleball, they can be a banger and beat a lot of 
pickleball up players. Up to a certain point. Up to right. a certain point. You right. have a ceiling. Right, exactly. Uh, about as high as a ceiling. <laughs> uh, until you uh, can learn to dink right. um, and strategize a little better, but that works really well. Um, senior pickleball. Tell us about the seniors playing at, at Rex. Because yeah, we've really, I mean, for Rex is really kind of a wellness, you know, uh, concept. Um, you know, we do have some food and beverage. Um, we do encourage people to stick around, but uh, it's so great to get people moving and movement is healing. I've heard that, you know, said before and, I, and it's so true. And uh, so we have so many active seniors playing at our club that are using their insurance to, to play there, a lot of them. And uh, for them, it's community uh, in addition to exercise. But, you know, you hear these stories all the time of pickleball saved my life. And they might be talking yeah. about, you know, I lost 100 pounds or, um, you know, 50 pounds, 10 pounds, whatever. Or I lost a spouse and now I have a community, you know, I was depressed and mm -hmm. we have that at our club. You know, yeah. we have people who have had serious health challenges and, you know, it's just so reassuring when like, you know, we're in the trenches dealing with the ownership of a business and entrepreneurism and sometimes you forget and then someone pulls you aside and says, thank you. Like the, my life is so much better than it was two years ago or a year ago. And you realize like, oh my gosh, like I've, we created this thing where, you know, people, it's their third place. And for some people, it's their second place. Mm -hmm. There's home, there's maybe work unless they're retired. And then there's the club and they're there all the time. It's like, you know, first summer we were a little nervous. Parking lot could be a little empty. Second summer is much busier. Um, but now we're having those good kind of problems where it's like, oh man, like people are doing anything they can to get onto the courts. You know, it, it, it's just, and, and again, like I'm curious about your guys' theory of watching pickleball on TV. I think that it's hard to appreciate unless you play a fair amount. Um, I think it's fun to watch, but people more so than wanting to watch it, they love to play it. You know, right. Just people will play for two hours and it's just three hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, I just exercised for three hours. Well, speaking of watching top-level players on TV, you know, we, now we're on, I, I remember when I was so excited that we're on YouTube. If you find this spot, this thing called YouTube, you could watch the Nationals. Well, now we're on live-streamed every weekend. One of the tours is on YouTube. Or we might be on the Tennis Channel. We might be on CBS Sports Network. We might be on ESPN. And I'm not talking about ESPN, the Ocho Channel. I'm talking about regular ESPN. Yeah. Uh, we're getting so much coverage. Uh, it, it was just four years ago when I would tell people that I played pickleball, they would say, what's that? Now, when I get that response, I think, are, where, where are you? If you, you don't watch television, you don't read the newspaper. If we're, I mean, we're, we're in the media headlines. I've, have you ever seen, can you think of a sport that has blown up in the United States this quickly? I can't. I mean, people talk about racquetball in the eight, yeah. 70s and 80s. It's like, I was born in 78, so it's a little, I sort of miss that. But the sense I get is that that was big, but this is next level big. Yeah. Uh, so, and nothing that I can think of, no. Yeah. Me neither. I mean, you turn on the TV and you laugh about like the Ocho, and mm -hmm. you know, there's cornhole and mm -hmm. spike ball, and uh, you know, pickleball, I think it has a lot to do with these two Texas billionaires that are mm -hmm. duking it out very publicly for supremacy with their properties, the different tournaments. Um, I think there is well-founded concern that they're creating maybe a bubble at the, at the pro level. 
I just don't see it changing though at the amateur level where people just want to keep playing. I don't see that going away. I don't see the issues with racquetball coming into pickleball. You need walls to play racquetball. You need very specific courts. Whereas this, during the pandemic, people were just, what can we do during, New York Times had an article, is pickleball the perfect pandemic sport? And uh, it's about just buying a net and putting it in your driveway and you're you know, eight feet from the, you know, your opponent, person you're playing with. And so it really, so many people discovered it during the pandemic and got addicted to it. Anyone can do it. And it's one of the reasons why I think we've been talking about the podcast that you're going to be launching soon with, in partnership with us. You, can we ask you well, a Well, yeah. Well, uh, we have a lot of, there are a lot of popular pickleball podcasts currently out there. I had, I had one about five years ago. It was the first call-in live pickleball talk show. There's only like one Could or two at the time. I think you can still find it. It was called Pickleball Talks with Steve Peranto. Nice. Um, but uh, nobody currently has one geared for the senior player and the average player. If you watch podcasts now on pickleball, it's all about how's Ben Johns, how did, who won the pros this week. Mm-hmm. But uh, most of the people that play recreationally don't really care about how the pros did last week. They want to improve their game. They, uh, they want to understand the rules. They want maybe to prevent being hurt. So you know, we, do, we can do some things about preventing injuries, um, drills that can improve their game, skills that can improve their game, help them understand the rules, um, places to play. I mean, there's, it's endless, really, on the topics if, uh, that we could cover on a show like that. And that'll be called? Um, that'll be the fa- uh, Pickleball Fountain of Youth with Steve Peranto, shot at Rex mainly, maybe even some at my indoor, co- indoor facility, sounds like. So, um, you know, talk about people changing their lives. We talked a little bit about this before the show, but I, I have a long list of friends whose life has totally changed. They go, I, did, I quit my job. Yeah. I, what, wait, you, did, you were a big salesperson at Fred Meyer, and I yep, quit. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, now I'm a pickleball pro, I'm on tour. Or I was a teacher for 20 years, quit, gave up my purrs, gave up. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a full-time pickleball pro. We know that person. We know people who were in sales who now they're instructors uh, traveling the, the world. Uh, the I, demand I for people to, who want to get better is one of the things that sort of blows me away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I play for fun, and most people play for fun. But even people playing for fun, the drive of amateur pe- players in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s to want to improve and get better is something that I has surprised me. It's, it's amazing. Right. It creates this phenomenon in communities, whether it's the ad hoc pickleball clubs out in the parks or you know, more formal ones like ours, where everyone wants to play someone a little bit better than them, yeah. but nobody wants to play the people that they're better than. <laughs> yeah. huh. And huh. so, you know, not that we need to go into the ratings yeah, conversation because yeah. that's a big can of worms. Yeah. Uh, but it is this interesting phenomenon where, um, you know, there's some tension there and I don't know exactly how to solve it. I don't know if we need to, but um, yeah, everyone, like they've said, is always trying to improve and get better. And what's cool is that you can. Like, oh, yeah. You can't perfect it, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, there are... You know, even the best player in the world, Ben John, says, I'm going to get displaced here at some point. You know? Yeah, and he's and the top players are drilling. They'll tell you three or four times more than they play. And now, we didn't do that in the old days. But. And better and better athletes are playing. That's right? absolutely I mean, true. It's, 
Well, you so have like, to say that about tennis also, don't you? A hundred percent. When you look I mean, at Alcaraz, you look at uh, what... These guys are freaks. They're incredible athletes. And you're starting to see in pickleball better and better athletes. You're seeing more people who had been professional tennis players or would have maybe tried to make it as a tennis player are now going the pickleball route. Uh, because at least at this point, right, it's still largely just in the United States or mostly in the United States. Whereas tennis is so international that the, it's just it's almost overwhelming and, and people are saying, you know what, I'm going to try my, my hand at pickleball. And so superior athletes are starting to play and like any sport, I think the better the athlete, the more, the higher the ceiling for a player. Absolutely. And that is happening. That's obviously happening. We'll have oh, the, the top. Well, we now have Sam Query just retired from tennis. Right. He's playing pickleball. Jack Sock. Uh, Jack Sock is even more a higher rated player. They both got signed in Major League, uh, uh, one of the tours. Yeah. I think they got signed with PPA. Um, so those guys are coming over to uh, play pro pickleball. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm the age of McEnroe. I'm host, <laughs> I want McEnroe to give me a phone call there and, we go. and play some doubles. I'm sure McEnroe. he's probably pretty good. Well, have you seen him play? No, I haven't. Okay. I know he played in an exhibition, but I'm sure it wouldn't take him long to get awfully good with his hands. I mean, having great hands is a right. huge advantage. Yeah, he would, uh, age group-wise, he, he, there's no doubt that... Uh, I'd love to work with him for about two months yeah. and have him work on all the doubles uh, skills. Yeah. He still looks, he's still fairly fit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the hands are great. You, you talked about the senior seat, but then, you know, on, on the youth side, you've been working with some, some younger players uh, I, who yeah. are playing oh. on some of these tours. Mm -hmm. And I think younger people are seeing like, oh, this is a real thing. And that's always when they, when kids can see something on TV, it legitimizes mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Well, there, we have our first millionaires now in pickleball, and we have this last week probably ten new millionaires wow. because of the the two pro uh, tours signing, mm -hmm. trying to beat each other's contract. Well, kids see that, parents of kids see that, mm -hmm. and think, "Wow, oh, I could get my kids signed, and their college could be paid for." Right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, wow, that's well. And so you and I recently, and your background as a PE teacher, yeah, um, you know you've. We brought in North Clackamas School District PE teachers, and you've taught them, you know, here's how, here's the rules of pickleball, here's how you play, and immediately they're, you know, we're starting to see it filter into these PE curriculums locally, and so you and I are like, you know what, let's go talk. So Pete Weber's the head of OSAA mm -hmm. um, High School Sports in, in Oregon, and he and his wife Jill play at our club with their kids, and they always have these epic battles, and we're like, let's go chat with Pete and see what it would take to get pickleball into high schools. And so we went and met with him about a month ago, and he explained to us that process and yeah. what it's like, and that it can be pretty challenging. Oregon has not added a sport in what do you say? Like four, it was in the seventies until wow. this year they added women's yeah. uh, girls, rest, wrestling. girls wrestling. Yeah. And a new sport hadn't been added to SAA for over thirty years or something like but, that. But this is going to happen, and it is happening in other states around the country that you're seeing pickleball. Um, enter into school curriculums, and now there's high schools and colleges have teams. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think it's safe to say that we're going to see uh, clubs popping up at schools. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whether it's teachers or parents that are just, and it's going to take that, you know, someone willing to say, I will deal with the equipment and I'll get the courts. And, but, you know, you've got so many passionate people playing pickleball that um, this is starting to happen and we're going to see more and more of that. And I think that will just assure us that, you know, it's not going to. Yeah, you have a high school right across the street. We do. Um, is there a possibility that a PE class could, uh, yeah, I mean, you know? We, 
We've talked with, uh, we've got a good, really good relationship with the principal in McDaniel High School, right across the street from McDaniel High School, formerly Madison. We actually have uh, six or seven McDaniel High School uh, students working for us, working at our front desk, working here. So we've employed them. They're doing an awesome job. They're here. At, we have a McDaniel kid, at least one, if not two or three here every single day working. Um, and I'm sure that we will partner with them at some point. We've talked about that about some um, programming that we can do with them. And that's awesome. I mean, I, they're excited. That would, that would make sense to me. Well, you know what really makes sense about high school club sports with, with pickleball? Have the sports season for pickleball be in the fall. Exactly. Use those tennis courts. Yes. They're there. Right. And then those, many of those same kids are gonna build skills that's, for tennis. That's exactly right. And I was gonna, I was gonna say the same thing. Tennis is a, is a spring sport in Oregon. It, in some other, I think in Washington it's actually a fall sport. Um, so in different states it's a different, but here it's a spring sport, always has been. So yeah, use the fall and, and do play, have pickleball in the fall and you're gonna get kids who might otherwise have only played one sport during the school year and now they'll play two. Right. Um, so I think it makes perfect sense to, to do that and I suspect that that will start happening as there's more and more pickleball courts available I think that, that we'll start seeing that. Yeah, I, I'm seeing for the first time ever where kids actually learn pickleball before tennis, yeah. and they get good at pickleball, and then they make their tennis team. Will, our, one of our top Northwest players, a good example of that, coached by uh, um, Wes Gabrielson in high school tennis. Um, but he was, he learned, pick, Wes taught in pickleball first, yeah. and it was a, easy for him to make the varsity yeah. tennis team because of all the skills that he had learned in pickleball. It was just. I, I have a 10 year old, and he was able to pick up a pickleball paddle and enjoy that before he was able to pick up a, a tennis racket. And now he plays tennis, plays tennis tournaments. He plays pickleball for fun, but he's really a tennis player. But he played pickleball first. It's just, it's easier for a really young kid with a smaller cord and a smaller paddle. Um, and it, I think it absolutely helped his hand-eye coordination um, and his comfort just swinging a racket. Right. Well, it's, the progression only makes sense. Right. To start, here we have paddles this <laughs> yeah, long. Exactly rather than this long, um, that we're going to make contact. And we have a ball that doesn't go boing right. and, and just shoot up in the air. It, it's slower. And so, uh, I mean, it only makes sense. I mean, they did this in tennis with mini tennis programs right. for uh, yeah. many years. So. And tennis has improved a lot in that regard. They've got you know com dead compression balls and smaller rackets. So tennis has done, a, I think, actually a really good job compared to when I was a kid, I see photographs when I was you know, three feet tall using a racket as big as I was trying to hit the ball up here. Yeah. So tennis has done a pretty good job at trying to bring the game down to younger kids. Um, they really have. Uh, but you know, you can't make it as easy as pickleball. You just no, can't. no. Yeah. We have to convince the tennis coaches that pickleball is not gonna harm the game of their yeah. tennis players, yeah. right? And there are some tennis coaches that are, I think, on board with that. I think you know the coach at Ida B. Wells, who, mm -hmm. tennis coach who's all in on pickleball, he helped get the courts established over there. And um, I think as we do that, as we get more of the tennis coaches uh, to realize, I mean, if skiing and snowboarding can close, peacefully coexist now, why not tennis and yeah. football? Yeah. Um, is it okay if we mention the Oregon Cup? So, yeah, on Saturday, September 30th, we're hosting the Oregon Cup, the men's Oregon Cup. The women's took place a couple months ago. So it'll be at Rex starting at 8 a.m. It's 32 of the men's best players in the state competing on four teams in an MLP-style format. 
and tickets are available at wearerex.com slash spotlight. We'll have vendors, food truck, uh, raffle items. Uh, it's going to be a very, very fun day with extremely high level pickleball taking place, you know, close enough you can re almost reach out and touch these guys. It's uh, a day not to be missed. What do you guys feel will be the next big growth and boom in pickleball? Some people say, well, we're, this can't keep going. Do you think it can keep going? There, I mean, there's just not enough courts for people to play. And so when Dave came you know, to chat with me six or nine months ago, I was like, awesome. Like, we need more places for people to play pickleball. And there will be other places opening up in Portland. There are 2.5 million future pickleball players in Portland. They just don't all know it yet is the way I look at it. Once they play, they're going to fall in love with it. And I think that's the case all over the country. I still think we're in early days. And globally, I mean, pickleball is invented on a badminton court. And the dimensions are the same as a badminton court. There are future pickleball courts all over the world. You know, badminton's huge in Europe and Asia. And they're still discovering it in those places. And there's organizations like the World Pickleball Federation that are doing a very good job. And um, do you say Maccabi Games? Is that Yeah. Seymour Rifkin got us into the Maccabi Games. Nice. Which is usually a precursor to the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, so I think that's, that's a big goal, I'm sure. That's coming in 28 or 32 is what people think. Um, so I think it's going to be huge. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, just like I said, the number of people who are coming here and playing for their first time has actually, that's been the biggest surprise. I mean, we knew we'd get people who were excited about pickleball, but people just want to try it. People want to play. And I feel confident that once people play, they're going to want to play again. There's things I've done where I played once and I said, you know what, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't see that with pickleball very often. We, we have uh, intro classes uh, at, at Rex and I teach a lot of those. I would say 80% of those people, you know for sure they're coming back yeah. uh, because they like it so much. I mean, they're, in the, they're in the pro shop asking me, which paddle should I get? They already want to get the pro paddle, yeah. uh, even though they've just knocked <laughs> the ball around a couple of times. I just wanted to close with you telling us anything more about your club that uh, you want Portland, Oregon area to know about. Yeah, wearerex.com is the website, and um, there's a pop-up right now that'll take you to information on the Spotlight page about the, the Oregon Cup coming up. Um, you know, we do have the intro class we offer two or three times a week, and then from there we try to make sure we let people know what they can do next in terms of Reserving courts, group play, you know, different round robins, uh, clinics they can sign up for, lessons they can take, other special events that they can do. Uh, we do corporate events and team buildings and, and work with the school district. We're going to do a lot more kids camp stuff next summer. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, that's, that's in a nutshell. Just uh, come check us out. Dave, could you tell us? A little bit more about the people's courts before we end the show. Yeah, so we've uh, only been open about 11 days now, but people are so excited. The feedback from the neighborhood has been really incredible. Um, it's been uh, entirely positive. People are just excited to have this this new facility here. We have two full restaurants and bars. Uh, we also have ping pong and bocce ball and cornhole. We're going to have disc golf. Uh, so we really are, are trying to, you know, market ourselves uh, and build a business around having not just pickleball, but having a lot of other things, a place where you can come and um, stay and have dinner, eat and drink. You don't, you don't have to play pickleball at all. You can just come here and, or, or do anything other than come and hang out and have a beer and watch a game. Um, but we really want to provide uh, an opportunity for people who want to try pickleball for the first time or, again, come in a large group and 
two or three people play, or you know, maybe you play four people play pickleball, and you got four people on a bocce court, and a couple people just hanging out watching a game. So that's really what we're about. I want to come play Galaga. We don't yeah. have Galaga. We've got Miss Pac-Man. Okay. We've got Miss Pac-Man, and, and I've actually put a request in for a Galaga machine. I forgot oh, nice. to plug the arcade. We also have an arcade. Yeah. So the kids could be in the arcade, and yes. parents could be uh, playing some pickleball. And we've got and... Dance Dance Revolution, which is oh, yeah. drawing yeah. an incredibly diverse crowd really? into the arcade. We have to make sure we get Steve sampling that on the uh, Yeah. We'll, we'll put it on the uh, uh, Fountain of Youth uh, podcast. Okay. Me 